It's 6 o'clock. Time to call Baird Brothers, America's source for fine hardwood since 1960. The Valley's News, Weather, and Sports Station. News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown. Here's what's happening in the Valley. Good afternoon. I'm A.C. Jepson. An 84-year-old Boardman woman is ID'd as the person hit this morning by a van along Market Street and died. The driver of the van that hit Dolores Snyder is cooperating with police. Bond was denied this morning for 23-year-old Brittany Robinson, who gave birth, then hid her baby under the front porch of her family's home in Shenango Township. The Lawrence County coroner believes the baby was put in the crawl space within 24 hours of the time the baby was discovered by the woman father. Robinson told police she never knew she was pregnant and delivered the baby herself. She says she couldn't find a pulse. Police say the baby was born alive. Convicted killer Nasser Hamid has been admitted to the Lorraine Correctional Institution in Grafton. A judge sentenced Hamid to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 36 years for the shooting deaths of Josh Williams and Josh Haber outside his Howland home in February. Youngstown's proposed amphitheater received a major financial boost this morning. The Youngstown Foundation says it'll donate about $3 million toward the downtown project. In return for the huge gift, which is about half the amphitheater's expected cost, the Youngstown Foundation gets naming rights for 20 years. They will call it the Youngstown Foundation Amphitheater. Work on the project has already begun. Tom Moore reporting. The Youngstown Warren Regional Airport wants the opinion of local travelers on possible air service through Southern Airways. A representative of Southern Airways will be at a public forum on December 5th. The airport wants to know what airline services and destinations local businesses and travelers require. Options being considered are service to the Baltimore, Washington and Detroit metropolitan areas. Deer gun season is underway in Ohio and Pennsylvania. The ODNR believes that more than a thousand deer will be taken in Trumbull County alone. From the insurance experts R. Kashmiri and Associates News Center, I'm Macy Jepson on Youngstown Warren's only news radio, 570 WKBN. Senator Al Franken speaks out. I'm Carmen Roberts, Fox News, and he's saying... If you had said to me two weeks ago that, um, that a woman was going to say that I had made her uncomfortable and disrespected her in one of these ways, I, I would have said no. Uh, this has been a shock to me. Senator Franken on Minnesota Public Radio Sunday talking for the first time about sexual misconduct allegations against him. The senator from Minnesota says he has no plans to resign. Rather, he'll work to regain his state's trust. Meantime, Congressman John Conyers plans to step aside as the highest-ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee following sexual harassment accusations against him. John Conyers has maintained that he hasn't done anything wrong. Conyers' attorney, Arnold Reed. In Alabama, the Democratic candidate for the Senate race, Doug Jones, is praising several women who revealed sexual abuse allegations against his opponent, Republican Roy Moore. No, I think they're very courageous. They're stepping up. They're, they're believable. Jones also criticizing Moore for not talking about the issues. He didn't talk about issues before all this was happening. He can't answer the questions about what he's really going to do for health care, why he wants to expand jobs in the state. He can't answer those questions. President Trump jumping in on Twitter Sunday, tweeting Jones would be a disaster. The question of who will run the Consumer Financial 
Protection Bureau heads to the courts. The deputy director of the CFPB, Leandra English, sued President Trump Sunday night, claiming that he overstepped his power by nominating Nick Mulvaney to the position. The former director had tapped her to serve as the acting director. And that's Fox News, fair and balanced. Update at 6.30. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. 9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's, stay local wherever you go. Download the iHeartRadio app when you leave town. Check out the Valley's newest honky-tonk, the Feed and Sing, Route 14, Washingtonville. Good food, live music. For that perfect gift, visit Deneen's Jewelry and Gifts. 822 North State Street, Girard. Skies will remain mostly clear tonight. We'll see a few clouds overnight. We'll get down to about 40 by the early morning on Tuesday, but then heating right back up to near 60 with plenty of sunshine. In the Storm Team 27 Weather Center, I'm Alexis Walters. It's 42. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. And that's what it is. Monday night, News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Verb. And so we welcome uh, back to the program. Here's uh, John Arnold, Truth and Investing Show. Hi, John. Hey, Ron. How you doing? I'm doing well. Let me just start to jump right to the thing. I was talking about earlier today, and can you give me some analysis whether you agree or not? Every indicator that I see out there shows a very promising economy. Consumer confidence. Uh, Black Friday sales were good. Um, housing uh, is uh, picking up. I mean, I can't find a bad area when it comes to the economy. I got to give it to, to, is it the Trump bump? Is there something to it? Because I hear businesses, you know, saying, well, we're going to take a chance. Hopefully we'll get the tax thing passed. Hopefully we'll get less regulation. Is it just a continuation of the, uh, of the, uh, you know, stock market going up like it was under Obama? Comments about the economy as it stands today. Oh, man, where do I start? Okay, so, yes, yeah, so I, 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 so here's my program. I, I go on like a five-mile walk starting around 345, listen to your show, and get ready for our show. So I listen to your show. I agree with everything you said as far as, you know, consumer confidence, every indicator being in the positive category. And I, a lot has to do with some of the things that were put in place with the prior presidency. A lot has to do with even more. Again, we're talking opinion because truly we can't we can't pinpoint it. There's there's no factual data that says for the day that President Trump came in here uh, that the, you know that you know bottle rocket economy. But I will say, in my most professional opinion, things have really gotten really good in a good way. I, I mean, it's, it's it's crazy in a good way. I should I should say I'm I'm so excited. Uh, it is what I thought it would be. I was a very very big pro Trump supporter and. Uh, he has not let me down on any fronts. I wish he would golf a little bit less, but other than that, we are uh, we are knocking the, the sock off the ball economically. It's it's good to be an American, and it's good to be in the United States right now if you're in business. 
Right. I mean, uh, even the uh, the latest I've read, Black Friday sales went beyond expectation. They're thinking Cyber Monday sales will do well, consumer confidence as well. When you add all this stuff up, there seems to be a – and I give Trump some credit here. I'm not saying the stock market wasn't doing well under Obama, but we continue to set – you know, continue to go up and set record highs in this kind of stuff. So isn't there a, a, a thought out there that, gee, you know, it's only been a year if he can get the tax package passed, if we can simplify, you know, corporate taxes, there's, you know, people haven't given up on it yet. They're still backing his ideas if we can get them passed. Man, let me tell you something. If we get this tax reform passed, and then next year I think he's probably going to target getting an affordable health care package, for, we, we, this will be the ultimate country to live in economically. It, it, it'll, be, it'll be so lights out. And it, regardless of what class you're in, Middle class, lower class, upper class, whatever. I don't even like to get into those things. Uh, color, gender, it doesn't matter. You're going to be happy you're an American if those two things go through because your paychecks are going to get bigger. Your, your, your savings are going to get bigger. Um, your, your 401ks, like you talk about on your show, are going to get, are going to have large increases. And, uh, and I think when we're on the second or third year, if those things are continuing to happen, I think you do have to put the bullseye in a good way on Trump's back. I think you have to say, hey, the guy delivered. The guy, the things that we voted for him, he delivered. Is he a little bit nuts though sometimes? Yes. Uh, does he drive you crazy with Twitter? Absolutely. But is he getting my paycheck fatter? If that's a yes, then he's got my vote. And uh, I am very, 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 very confident that the things he's doing is help increasing and, uh, and stimulating the stock market in, in the economy. I agree with you 100%. Do you do you think though, when we talk about this kind of stuff, that uh, that there's when you look at a four hundred one k that continues to go up as people look at that, that has an effect on people's outlook on the economy. You know, when we say, well, not everybody's in a stock market, but a lot of people have a four hundred one k. When they see that growing, they feel better about their future and better about their retirement. There's something psychological about that. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, I mean, when you turn on the, the six o'clock news and or you hear the you know the, the mid afternoon stock report on your channel, etc. Bottom line is, is if there's a positive, if there's a positive vibe, there's a positive vibe. So yeah, absolutely, it's called inertia. It's called momentum. You're you're 100 percent correct. If you hear, it's like when if you remember when the market was falling apart in 2008, 2009, you turn on the TV screen, you're almost you're almost scared to turn on the six o'clock news because you wanted to see. You know, that, that Dow Jones is climbing, it's climbing down to 6,000, you're saying, oh, my God, you know, are we in Armageddon or what? Because uh, it seemed like the day before, was, you know, couldn't get any worse than this, and then now it gets worse. The same exact is, is opposite, uh, the same opposite is happening right now to where you're turning on the news, you're, you're, you're hearing, you're, you read the Wall Street Journal, you're seeing your 401k increase, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing unemployment go down, you're seeing... Uh, discretionary spending going up. You're, everything is putting a smile on your face, and I think it's probably making your life a little bit better. I know uh, yours truly; it's making mine go better. I mean, I, I, I got I, I, I would like to say I get all the credit for some of our stock picks this year, but I can't. A lot has to do with a great stock market and people feeling good about investing money. And uh, and when I'm when they're happy, I'm happy. Vice versa. Right. Now, I was reading in today's USA Today when you talk about investing in stocks. You know, one of the areas that they were saying uh, that that maybe you, uh, oh, that sounds like a, like you were having a 
breath of confidence there. One of the areas no, that no, I was... No, it wasn't like that. I apologize. Uh, 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 no, one of the areas that I was reading basically said one of the, the sectors to avoid is energy, you know, that, that, that it wasn't one of the hot areas. Do you agree with that? Yeah, reluctantly. And that, that was one of my mediocre picks, I guess I want to say, uh, at the beginning of the year where I thought energy was going to have a, you know, a knockout year. It's, it's done well, but it hasn't done, uh, near as good as some, some of our other stuff, like building materials and uh, Amazon and those kind of things. So it's, it's been, it's been good, but I agree with that assessment. I usually don't agree at an analyst, but in this case, uh, I agree that energy has been kind of, uh, stagnant and kind of uh, old hat, so to speak. Um, but uh, but energy is one of those things to where you you blink your eye and maybe an oil fill's got attacked or maybe or maybe like in this you know what caused a little bit of the spike in oil crease this year is the hurricanes. You blink your eye and all of a sudden the damn thing's gone from twenty five dollars a barrel above above fifty and you're like my god I didn't even see that coming. All this time I've been paying attention to other stuff like healthcare or tax reform or this or that, and before you know it, energy's up. So, I, I, you know, the days of oil going to a buck twenty-five to one hundred and fifty and battling back and forth between seventy-nine and a buck fifty, like in the Bush days, I think those are a long time away. But I do think that um, I, I, I'm just not excited about energy, and I could very well be wrong. But I'm not excited, and, I, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Well, you're you're very pro anti energy. You're very pro gas prices being down. Oh, I love What's it. your feelings about it? I, I love the fact that they're down. I think it gives everybody more money in their pocket to spend. And you know what I'm seeing, which I'll ask you about this. It also seems that the that the shale industry has made somewhat of a comeback with uh, gas prices down. They've adjusted in in some fashion. Do you get a read like that? I do. I do. I have some clients that uh, that believe it or not seed some of those oil fields and. Uh, have a direct line of communication with the upper executive management, and you kind of you prefaced it with what you said that they, they've they've accommodated to the new normal. You know they're not giving seven eight eight thousand dollars an uh, an acre check, you know for for uh, shell drilling anymore. But I will say that uh, some of the guys that they thought that were going to lose their job, like Valoric Steel or Valoric, um, have kept them. And um, they're starting to they're starting to get those people back. Um, so it, it, there's a new normal, and they're adjusting. But I think everything goes in cycles, and this is one of those cycles to where shale is probably in the median, and then you'll you'll probably see an upswing from there, and then you'll see something else go down. And it's just taking its course. It's just taking it's just in its cycle. Right. I can't prove that, but uh, I, that's what I believe. All right. The good the good news about that though is that it keeps competition there. So hopefully we can keep prices around two fifty. You know that we won't go back to high gas prices because we're still drilling and still got a uh, uh, the the threat of being totally energy independent. I think there's something good about that. And low natural gas prices benefit companies as well as individuals too. You know we talk about petroleum gas, but natural gas is a factor in all of that. So anyway, they were saying avoid the energy field. But one of the uh, fields that they were recommending was one that you've been talking about a long time, the whole healthcare industry because of continuing aging baby boomers should do well. Comment? Yeah, I've been, I've been if, for the past five years, if you remember, that's been my, my number one play, uh, XLV, which is a healthcare ETF. It's because it, it's, I, I hate to be repetitive, but for the listeners who are just turning this off, here's some good, some good analysis. The, the healthcare field has a monopoly right now. If you don't 
own some kind of form of health insurance, unless you're on Medicaid or Medicare, you get a tax penalty, which has created a pure monopoly for these health insurance companies. So if you can't beat them, you got to join them. In this case, I joined them. So I set our portfolios to have XLV inside of them, many of the portfolios about four years ago, and the returns have been ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's carried me on some years that weren't, weren't so good. So XLV has been, a, uh, the healthcare filler, I should say, has been a really good play of ours. I think it's going to go higher, keyword is think. And, um, and, and until you have a little bit of control over this monopoly we, we've created for health insurance, uh, I think it's, it's sky's the limit for those guys. If they can charge fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a pre- a month for a premium with high deductibles, less money come out of their pocket, and every citizen in the United States has to have coverage. That's a that's a that to me is a simple equation to invest in. I can't say that I can't lose, but man, if I'm a betting man and I am, that's where I'm putting my money. So right. Um, well. Well, these, uh, th- this article, folks, and you can read it for yourself, was on the money section of today's USA Today, uh, not the front, not, not the front, if you sw- uh, mm-hmm. you know, go on page two on there. But a lot of what they were saying there reminded me of things that you've been saying for quite some time on this broadcast. As I was reading it, uh, like, for, let me give you an example. They were talking health care. You've talked health care for a long time for the same reasons that you said about aging baby boomers and the demand for the services that are out there. Another area which you've been talking about for a long time, and then I'm reading it in there because it reminded me of you was the technology was the facebook was the apple was this kind of stuff that is just mm-hmm. continuing to grow and you've been on that for the longest time that you know between healthcare and the facebook and the apple and that kind of stuff those were the two ones that they say you know to take a serious look at but you've been saying that long before they ever been there yeah they're a little bit late to the party i think they're more editors than investment people um, but I agree with their assessment as well. I think in the future, I think, like I talk about in the show before, you have a paradigm shift going on in the country as far as occupation goes. So computer coding, high, you know, high-end technology, social media, those kind of things, that's where the, that's where the jobs are going to be. That's where the money's going to be. If you're going to want to make more than 15, 18 bucks an hour, that's where you're going to have to go if you want to, you know, you, when you graduate college in the future, or you're in, you're in a trade, unless you're going to be a plumber or electrician, that's what you're going to have to be in because the arts, the liberal arts, and, and those kind of things are, are, are really going to be down the drain, unfortunately. So back, so how that circles back to your point is, yeah, I, I think we're still in, believe it or not, as crazy as, as this sounds, I think we're still at the tip of the iceberg on technology. I really do. You, you, I would say, admittedly so, I'm probably a C-minus to C-plus on the technology uh, paradigm and as far as like understanding it, using it myself. Just when I got something figured out, I think, um, whether I'm creating a website or trying to, you know, improve my Facebook page or LinkedIn, something new and improved comes out from those guys. And the younger generation, the millennials, the computer guys, like guys like Joe Danier, you know, they, they look at it, it's all, you know, it's like the back of their hand, they, they overcome, they adapt, it's onto the new. Um, so, why that's important and what I'm saying here is is it's change technology is changing so fast and so rapidly Wait, hang on a second John Right, right. hang on. I'm going to come back and pick up with that thought right after the weather. News Radio 570 WKBN back with John Arnold right after this. Stay tuned. 
And let's check the Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy Cigar Box inside Cheap Tobacco State Streets. In Girard, weather-wise, we're looking at a low tonight down to 39 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny and 58 for the high and 40 for the low. Dry day for us. Wednesday will be dry again. Partly sunny, 47 high, 30 for a low. Thursday, a 60% chance of rain, 49 for the high and 33 for the low. John Arnold's talking with us. News Radio 570 WKBN. You know, like I was saying, they were talking about the growth in health care as more baby boomers enter the retirement years and the demand that's there. They're also saying, as I've heard you talk, there's still plenty of growth in Facebook. There's still plenty of growth in Apple and all and all of these companies. And you've been saying that for the longest period of time. They might be late to the game, but it just kind of verifies what you've been saying, John, is what I'm trying to say. It kind of points well, out that you were ahead of that curve. You're trying to give me a backhanded compliment, Ron Verb style. Uh, well, I'm just saying that's what I read and that's what I thought. I'm just kidding with you. So I, um, uh, yeah, I agree. There, there, there's, there's, for me, it's not about Facebook and and you know what they're going to be because they are what they are. It's it's about the spinoffs that are coming off these social media, like the Snapchats all the off the world of the world and and that you know the next iPhone for Apple, et cetera. It's not about what's existing. It's about with this, which is which is creating like there's a stock that I invested in called OLED um, that just knocked the sock off the ball. We bought it. I want to say in around thirty nine, forty two range. It really struggled for God. I'm going to say a year. And, they, and the reason why I bought them is they made all the screens for the iPhones. And I, when the iPhones uh, eight came or seven came out, I I was like, man, this is going to be a, a home run in my mind. Um, because, you know, obviously because of the demand in, in iPhone. So, and, and for it struggled like for two to three months and then finally it took off. It's in like, it's like in the buck 60 range and I'm looking like a stud on it. So my, my point is so that, that, that talking about that is, is it's like the gold rush. People, a lot of people made money in gold, but more people made more money in, you know, with pickaxes and, 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 uh, tools to, obviously to get the gold. So, in this case, the technology, the, the foundation we've laid is beautiful as far as, you know, the, the future. But uh, even more importantly, what's going to spin off of this? What we know the jobs and, and, and the other things that we don't know are coming uh, is where I think you as an investor can probably uh, get some gains if you're willing to take some risk. Here's a, here's what I'm going to be curious. I you know they keep talking about when you talk about technology. I'll be curious to see what the growth percentage is if it will be double digits, John Arnold. When it comes to the you know when Cyber Monday is done, then they're talking you know it it continues to grow and grow and grow. So it continues to be a way where people say, I just don't want to leave the house. I don't want to get caught up in traffic. I can order it right here, get it from Amazon or any number of places. I feel I'm treated fairly and and more what what to sign up potentially as more people are doing that but in addition to that john i'd like you to you to talk about that and if you see the increase going or think the increase will be significant on cyber monday but also look how things are changing as far as groceries you have now grocery stores where you just tell them what you want you come and pick it up they go around the store i mean things are changing from a lifestyle perspective on how we do just about everything as a result of technology including buying groceries will change dramatically Hey, my man, I can tell you it even goes deeper than what you're talking about. Like, when we live in Florida, the big chain down here, like the Giant Eagles of Florida are Publix, P-U-B-L-I-X, which which is an unbelievable grocery store chain. They do something fantastic, which I'll elaborate here in a second on. But, uh, how that relates to our conversation is 
is you put your order in, and then you put your digital coupons in, and you get your savings there, and then they have someone deliver it to your house. You don't go get it. They just they deliver it to your house, and they deliver it for free. That's the new way of the world. Same thing with Grubhub. So what we get, we bought a stock called Grubhub, made some nice money on it, still have it. And what Grubhub does is they, they, they contract all the restaurants around town, and you place your order with Grubhub, and they go get it for you. They package it up. They they make sure that the oh you get they get a tip. Uh, they take a little bit of the earnings out the restaurant, and you as the, the consumer pay them a little bit. So all parties win, and you have you know obviously without having to, to turn your key and drive out of your garage for you know a nice family dinner. And I didn't understand the value of that until I had kids. But man, on a Friday night, I'm exhausted. I have to come home from work. Jen's exhausted. You know, raising the two kids, et cetera. Last thing we want to do is shoot down the blue wolf and spend an hour waiting to get the meal. So imagine you just have this uh, the, the service that contracts all the restaurants. You pay them to go get it for you. They deliver it to you. The same thing with groceries. Uh, it sounds simple, but believe it or not, really people have not really, you know, really turned the corner on that. And they're now, because of the new generation, the millennials, they're turning the corner. They, they value their time more than money. And uh, paying somebody to deliver it or, or fast order it like groceries is the way to go. You, you're, I, I like to talk about this stuff on the on the show because I don't think a lot of people out there know what's what's going on out there. Our our our, our neighborhoods, you and I, and, and you know, I live in Canfield. You live in Austin. Though. We're a little bit late to the party as far as getting that technology here, but it, it's finally getting there. Like Uber's finally arrived in Youngstown. I'm sure Grubhub will arrive, et cetera. Uh, but the big cities are, you know, they're already here. Like Amazon Prime's delivering in two hours to an hour in, in Atlanta. You order it at your doorstep in two hours. So it's the new world. So if you're going to invest your money, if you want to still invest your money in the old wagon wheels and, and horse and carriages, that's fine. But if you want some growth, you're probably going to go technology. All right, we'll check the headlines and we'll come back with our second half. John Arnold's our guest, News Radio 570 WKBN. John, stand by. More with John coming up after this, live from Stadium GM in the heart of Salem. Ron Verb. I'll be right back. Live from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. O'Charlie's, good food, good times. This is 570 WKBN, Youngstown Warren's only news radio. Here's what's happening in the Valley. A Warren woman is facing several charges after police found her riding in the back seat of an SUV with an 11-year-old girl behind the wheel. 19-year-old Brandy Cross said she did not have a license and thought it better to let the 11-year-old drive. Cross pleaded not guilty to charges including endangering children. The girl was cited and released to her mother. The woman hit and killed while walking along Market Street in Boardman this morning has been identified as 84-year-old Dolores Snyder, the driver of the van that struck Snyder is cooperating with police. A man who was shot on Youngstown's north side during a robbery over the weekend has died. Youngstown police identified the suspect as 19-year-old Tyler Kitchen. They say the victim of the would-be robbery shot Kitchen in the act. It happened on the corner of Wirt Boulevard and Belmont Avenue Saturday. That shooting is under investigation. Storm Team 27 forecast partly cloudy with low tonight near 40. Sunny skies on Tuesday, high 61. From the insurance experts, R. Kashmiri and Associates News Center. I'm Macy Jepson on News Radio 570 WKBN. Fox 
Fox News Radio, I'm Steve Rappaport. A federal judge hearing arguments to decide who's in charge of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Deputy Director Leandra English filed a lawsuit after President Trump gave the job to Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney. If the court decides to, to issue a temporary uh, restraining order, uh, order me not to come in the building, I will absolutely follow the law. I want to make that perfectly clear. We follow the law around here. That's what we do in the executive branch. Former Director Richard Cordray named English interim boss when he resigned last week. The White House says President Trump has no plans to campaign for Alabama Senate Republican candidate Roy Moore. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. Frankly, his schedule doesn't permit him doing anything between now and Election Day. Moore faces allegations of sexual misconduct from several women. Senate Republicans have said because of that, Moore should end his Senate bid. Fox's Gernal Scott. Fox News. We report. You decide. More stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. 9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's, what's trending? Roy Moore denies it. All hail is coming to Alabama. Stay informed. The lies, character assassinations today by staying connected. The rogue behavior. Give John Conyers a big round of applause. Settled with a staff member. Taxpayers' dollars paid out. A lot of things are coming out. As far as Franken, he's going to have to speak for himself. Charlie Rose sexually. This is a moment. It's time to clean house. Check in for the very latest. I think it's very good for women. This is News Radio 570 WKBN. For that perfect gift, visit Deneen's Jewelry and Gifts, 822 North State Street, Girard. Skies will remain mostly clear tonight. We'll see a few clouds overnight. We'll get down to about 40 by the early morning on Tuesday, but then heating right back up to near 60 with plenty of sunshine. In the Storm Team 27 Weather Center, I'm Alexis Walters. Temperature 41. Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Verb. We're live at Stadium GM. This is a Truth in Investing show with John Arnold. Hey, let me tell you a little bit if you're hungry about the good folks at the Italian Village, which is right there on 224 in Boardman, right across from Old Navy, in the same plaza with Once Upon a Child, Plato's, and a Sprint store right there. And that's where you truly you find a guy who takes a great deal of pride in everything he does. His name is Gigi. Everything is made fresh. Everything is made homemade. And everything is absolutely delicious. Now, if you haven't tried the Italian Village, it's my invitation to you to swing on by and give it a try. I think you'll really enjoy the atmosphere. It's like a Chipotle-like atmosphere if you want to eat it there or you want to just pick it up and uh, take it home, whether you uh, order it there or whether you call in, you can do that as well. You're going to find delicious homemade pizza and specialty pizzas. They are terrific. Just another great area pizza that we're so lucky to have in our area, and Gigi does a great job on that. Sandwiches, salad, wings, and more. You know, this is one stop where you can please everybody in your household. Everybody will find something that they're looking for when it comes food wise uh, maybe the kids want pizza maybe you want a steak salad maybe you want a chicken salad maybe you want uh, uh, spaghetti or eggplant parm or chicken parm guess what they have it for you or wedding soup or subs or hoagies or gyros lots of italian village specialties that they have for you so go on down and see gg and all pastas include side salad and garlic knots order lunch size or dinner size and just in time for the holidays it's the italian village holiday party platter fresh made gourmet spinach rolls and pepperoni rolls complete with marinara sauce and italian villages house prepared pepper rings it's terrific seven 
758-0000, for the Italian Village in Gigi. He's really proud of what he does, and I think you'll enjoy the food. I'm talking with John Arnolds. He's uh, the Truth Investing Show. You know, I, I, John, if really, if I as I sit here and as I listen to you talk about this Grubhub and where these ideas come from, it just goes to show you, folks, as you listen to John, how society is changing. Nothing is staying the same. Uh, what, what I'm trying to say is Amazon has changed our mentality. We don't, we want to order it. We want to get it really quick. So everybody's trying to do shit. You know, if you got to wait like five to seven business days, it seems an eternity. Everybody's used to ordering it and getting it two days later. So now they set the standard. Walmart tries to make that standard and other places try to make that standard as well. In addition to that, it's changed how people are going to buy groceries like you say, whether you put the order in, swing on by and pick it up or they bring it to your house. It is going to be all about service, service, service. And likewise, when you're talking about the food that's involved and, and, and somebody picking that up and bringing it out. What I'm saying is the changes that we're seeing, John, today, which are dramatic just based on what the smartphone has done for people, how many people have it, how we live our lives, is just the beginning. It's going to change even more dramatically six months from now, a year from now, two years from now. And I think it's going to change health care dramatically, too, as far as monitoring your heart and all kinds of all kind of blood pressure and that kind of stuff to try to catch things as they happen. Comment? Yeah, it, it, yeah, and, and, and how it relates to our show here is, you know, if you, if you want to make some big money and you want you want to take some risk, technology is where you want to you don't want to go. Uh, it, it's just the way it's just the way of the world now. And I'll be the first one to tell you I, I have to study up on when I'm going to invest in something. I don't know it like the back of my hand like these kids out of college do. I I have to literally study it. I have to research it. I have to do, you know go on the investors relations website of the stock or the company is offering the stock and really do my due diligence and my homework because I, it's hard for me to keep up with with the changing times. It really is even at forty two. So I can't imagine if you're an investor, you're sixty five and you're just you're learning how to work your smartphone, you know, and these you know people can they basically can fry eggs on their on their on their smartphones now. I'm kidding, of course, but we're getting close to that. Uh, that's that's where the future's heading. So you can either complain about it, you can bitch about it, you can you know, just ignore it, or you can get on that technology train and make some money with it. And what I decided is I'm not going to beat it. I'm gonna, I'm going to join it. And I'm going to let my investors climb on my back, and we're going to join together. And, boy, we, we've knocked it out of the park on Amazon and Facebook and some other stuff, like I talked about, OLED and, and some other stuff. And, I, and, and, and needs to say, I've got some losers in there, too. The, uh, the technology sector, don't forget, listeners, brought the entire industry, excuse me, the stock market down in 2002. That was the second worst market crash in the history of the stock market. In 2008, by the way, it was the third. So 2002 was even worse. So keep that in mind when you invest in technology. It's not the lottery. It's not uh, guaranteed to do results. But if you do your due diligence and you go into good, solid companies with good financials and uh, you believe in their service, maybe you want to dabble your foot in the water uh, if you can take the risk. So, you know, it's one of those things to use your common sense. And uh, not every technology play is going to be for you. And not everyone's going to be a winner, and like OLED, it's going to take a year and a half to get there. But boy, when it hits, it hits big, and uh, that's the best advice I can give you for the listeners. 
All right. What's your thoughts, though, as we stand for 2018? Well, I mean, you know, you talk about the Santa Claus rally and all that kind of stuff. Where do you see this heading? I mean, we have markets that are at all-time highs. You know, me, the, the buy, buy, uh, buy low, sell high. Is it still in, you know, I think people are nervous to get in now because it's so high. Uh, what's your thoughts about getting into the market right now? What are you doing with your clients right now? And where do you see things going in the best guess in 2000? 2018. I think you're going to have another 12 to 15% year next year. I do. I think you're going to have back-to-back, maybe record years in the stock market. Um, I think this bull market has a little bit, you know, some legs behind it. I think your bottom is, your top is going to be 26,500 to 27,000 on the Dow Jones, maybe a 5,000 5, point S&P. Point being, I think you got some money to be made. Um, I, I, you would think that the slowdown in investing would be here because you don't, you obviously don't, you don't invest at the top, which is the old hat rule. But we also have this other rule called momentum and relative strength, to where it's basically get on the gravy train, get on the in layman's terms, what that means is get in where the going is good. So. Uh, a lot of people are jumping in head first saying, hey, let me in on this. I want to get on this action. And, again, before we let clients, new clients especially, do that with us, we we give them the third degree and we tell them, hey, listen, there's a good chance you could lose just as well. This is, you know, If it was right every day of the week, you wouldn't need a job. You wouldn't need Social Security paycheck because you make so much money on your market gains, you wouldn't need anything, and that's not the case. So there's going to be some headwinds. There's going to be some some wrong decisions on both of our parts, and there's going to be some great gains as well. But if you have a good foundation laid and you have a, some good savings, you have your bills, your liabilities low, and you can afford to take risk, I still believe that taking risk right now is a good risk to right, answer so- directly. All right, so so you're not nervous about as far as your new investors that join you, you know every every week you have new investors that are coming on board with John Arnold. You're you're not sitting on the sidelines in cash. You're you're right now putting him in what whatever whether that's a high risk, low risk, or medium risk type portfolios that you design for them. Is that correct? That you're you're getting into the market. You're 100 percent correct. I will I will caution. I will change up. A little bit of what you said there. I am cautious and I'm very nervous, actually, about the bond market. I, if there's going to be a shoe that drops, it's going to be the bond market. And if inflation runs wild and interest rates have to go up to keep pace with it, you're going to see the bond market just completely get destroyed. And that could be the start of the next bear market. So how that relates to what you just said is our moderate risk portfolios and conservative portfolios have bond bond holdings in them, and that you know that we're trying to yield a four to six percent return, low volatility, um, keep the fees low, keep the keep the client's principal intact, send a little paycheck every every quarter, whatever have you. They're happy, we're happy. The problem with that is is a lot of those portfolios, whether it's um, what Schiff or John Arnold or whoever. You know, major money manager out there. We are in bonds because there's no there's no getting away from that. If you're if you if you're moderate risk and you want to stay moderate risk and you got CDs paying one percent and you got you know equities which are no equities moderate risk because it's an equity, 
you're going to trap into going in some bond portfolios. And man, I'm telling you, when that when that shoe falls, forget about it. And I mean, forget about it, Sopranos ways. Forget about it. I mean, you're going to see a, a catastrophic uh, bond market collapse. So that's always in the back of my head. That's always in the back of my mind, saying, you know, as good as things are, that could that could happen, and it could rock our conservative portfolios. And our modern conservative portfolios more than will actually rock our high aggressive portfolios, but or or moderate aggressive portfolios, and it's an oxymoron because it's supposed to be the exact opposite. But we've made this I don't know this crazy investment paradigm to where uh, you, you you try to be safe with the bonds and high you know even even the low the low um, low duration bonds. You try to be safe with those, and if a bond market hits on a bear market, I don't care how uh, low duration, I don't care how what grade they are, they're going to get hurt. And believe it or not, the people in equities uh, will, will, will lose less probably. So it's not just a pure gravy train over a general wealth management. There's always concern. There's always risk. And there's, you know, there's always a nervous Nelly on my side a little bit. All right, so if I understand what you said, though, I mean, there's somewhat of a nervous Nelly just based on you're optimistic for 18, but you're still a little bit concerned because things are so high right now that that increases the risk. Is that accurate statements? Mm, no, nah, not, it's not. It's not, and I maybe miscommunicated what, what my fear is. So let me re- rephrase. So my, I think that we're on a great momentum train. I, I have very little fear, very, I'm very, I have very little um, anxiety is the best word I could say. Uh, I have very little anxiety about the equity portions or the growth of the United States um, other than a black swan event. Believe it or not, what's, what's making me nervous is the, the low-risk portfolios that are in bonds. So with the market being up, that's irrelevant to where our bond portfolios are at. So the, the market being up, I have no worry whatsoever on. That's the truth. The okay. bond market is what I'm worried about, which traditionally is considered, you know, less aggressive than an equity market. Though you got junk bonds, you got high yield bonds that, that trade like stocks, and you can lose your your, your patoot on those as well. But our our portfolios are, are are managed by Ivy League school money managers that are more conservative than they should be. So on that side of things, I'm not really that worried. But and they're still going to get hurt. So believe it or not, what I'm worried about is. The conservative portfolio holders, the ones that have conservative por- conservative portfolios that hold bonds, if that shoe drops, that's what makes me nervous. Not the momentum of the market, not it being high. What we don't know, what we don't see coming around the corner on the bond market is what's making me nervous. And there's nothing you can do about it because it could be two years from now, it could be two days from now, it could be ten years from now. But if interest rates stay where they're at, we should be relatively safe. But there's going to be something that pops, and then we're going to be running through the hills, and and that's what makes me nervous because you don't know what it's going to be. Do you say? Do you see in your practice? We're talking with John Arnold. Do you see in your practice people that retire at sixty-two and uh, draw on their four hundred one k and uh, say, you know what, my my bills are paid off. They draw on their four hundred one k at sixty-two, and they don't exercise or take their secure or social security till they're maybe sixty-five or so. Is that a strategy that you're seeing people use, John? Yeah, they do. It's not the strategy I have them do, and they look at. And, uh, and first of all, there's no right or wrong answer to this because they could very well be right. 
because I don't know when they're going to die. I I can very well be right because I don't know when they're going to die, right? So my strategy on the Social Security is always take it as soon as you can get it, even if it's going to be taxed heavily because you make more than XYZ amount per year. And they looked at me cross-eyed, well, if I wait till 65 or 67, I can make as much money as I want to and I won't get taxed at all, et cetera, et cetera. And then my, my, my rebuttal to that is, well, let me know the day you're going to die by, you know, by life insurance policy on you, et cetera. And I laugh, of course, because here's the truth. If you waited till 67 to collect your full Social Security and you don't have to worry about your tax burden anymore, but you die at 70, okay, because of a massive heart attack or whatever things you see people die for every day that you don't see coming, whether they're healthy or they're bedridden, people die. Who cares? Because, all right, you got, you got more money than you would have uh, for three years, but had you retired at 62, you'd have got that money and rode it all the way to 77 years, make, you know, obviously got less, but at least you'd have got more of your money back. So here's my point in telling people, listen, I know you, you don't need it, and even if you don't want it, does this make mathematical sense to leave it in Social Security, giving them a free ride, uh, and then you, you wait till 67 to get your full boat, and then you, you might die? Because no one knows. So, and, 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 and what you're talking about is right now with portfolios being as they are and very, doing very well, uh, people are doing that strategy to where they're, they're you know, they're going to draw more from the Social Security, excuse me, the 401k or the 403b, roll it over to an IRA. We'll say maybe we'll, we'll take out six percent from it per year, um, invest it moderately, and then wait till 65 or 67 to get their full, their full Social Security. At that point, it's a guessing game. But some people have taken that strategy. I always take the human side of it, saying, "Hey, you've been paying in the Social Security since you're 14, uh, and." You can live to be 200 years old. If the amount of money the government's made on your money, you'll never get it back. So I say take it as soon as you can get it, and uh, that's that. But there, listen, there's no John Arnold can, you know, there's no right or wrong here. If you believe in my analysis as far as you don't know when you're going to die, I definitely am right. If you believe in analysis to where you get a Social Security expert that says, well, if you do these things, boom, 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 at these ages. You can max out your benefits, and if you live to be this long, you are being if, then you definitely destroy my argument. I have nothing uh, to stand on. Are you my saying thing is, is you don't know what you know? Go are on. you seeing are you seeing people delay retirement because of the cost of health care as opposed to retiring at sixty two? What are what do you see yes. in your practice? That's funny that you bring that up because we never talked about that before. I I will say that happens four to seven times a month. Whether with, with people that are existing clients or people looking to retire, to where they say, you know, I'm 59 and a half, I can draw money on my Social Security, excuse me, my 401k without a penalty, excuse me on that Social Security, but, um, and I got enough money saved on the other end, and my wife's still working, um, but I don't want to retire because, you know, I can't get Medicare until 65. So at that point, um, uh, we, we'll call it, we'll say we'll call Ray Kashmiri and say, hey, Ray, give us a quote. What can we get for you know medical or health care high deductible plan to get this person in 65? If it makes sense, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But that's great that you brought that subject up, subject up because we never crossed that bridge. That happens all the time. So you know, I used to sell a lot of health insurance and licenses and do it, but I would definitely consider myself not an expert. So I go with the experts. I go with Ray Cashmere, and they've been doing it for 
decades and they know their stuff. So I just say, give some quotes. We'll give it back to the client. Hey, this is what you have if you retire at 59 or 60. And if you can afford this and write it out to 65, let's go for it. And I'm going to say 70% of them take it. So uh, that's that, that, that's the answer to that. But that's, actually, that's an excellent, excellent point. Right, but, but but that might be saying, okay, it's going to cost you $12,000 a year just to have hospitalization till you get to the age of 65, just as an example that's a, that, that you'd pay out and it could go up more. But for some people, that's a game changer to say, I'm going to continue to work and then I'll just retire at 65. The cost of health care has become a factor in when people retire, unlike it was years ago. That's just a yes or no question. Yes, sir, it is, and that's an excellent point again. I'm so okay. glad you brought that up because I've been meaning to bring that up on shows, and that's probably probably one of the most important things we could talk about. So yes is the answer. That In real-life terms, that happens to, our, to us four to seven times, maybe even ten times a month on people thinking about retiring. And what, what, kills, it is, what kills it is is when both want to retire. So I, I run across this bridge a lot, all right? So husband gets a buyout, wants to get out of the market, or wants to get out of the job because he can't stand it. The wife wants, wife, wife doesn't want to go to work still watch him go play golf, right? Because that happens all the time. So they don't think it's fair. You know, he gets to retire. Meanwhile, I got to go to work so we can, so we can keep our medical insurance. And I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I don't blame him. Why is it fair that I get to go play golf and she gets to go, you know, work 40 hours a week at a job she hates just to cover the medical for the, for the, for the family? I get that. So it happens way more often than you think, and uh, and I, I can't I can't stress enough how glad I am you brought that up. Yeah, or or the other scenario is he reaches sixty five, he can get his uh, Medicare, but he might have a younger wife of two or three years, and he's got to cover her, you know, while she, uh, you know, while she rate, m- makes that particular age. Now, John Arnold is a guy that manages money, and what is that? What that means is he actively looks at the investments he can change out of them without having to call you and get permission. So he'll say, "We're going to get out of this. We're going to go in that." You're, he's an active money manager. You don't pay any commission on selling or trading anything he, he he covers all that all that explain you take a percentage of of uh, the portfolio uh and you do and you do that quarterly correct john actually we we change it to be more fair to the clients we used to do it quarterly we actually do one twelfth we do it monthly that way majority of the money stays in the account working so but yes you're correct on on overall we we charge uh one to one and a half percent depending on the amount of money clients invest with us per year based on the account value we do we divide that by 12 so that way the full one percent isn't coming out of your account at the end or at the beginning or quarterly we're we're riding the markets up and down with the clients and we're getting based on we're getting a lot of our uh compensation based on the performance with that and we cover like you, you talked about we cover everything else there's no nickel and dime cost there's no alternative investment fee there's no IRA fee, there's no inactivity fee, there's no trading cost. Um, and people are surprised at that. Well, how can you afford to do that? The truth is, is uh, we've been in business a long time now, and luckily I can at one time. I couldn't have done that, but we can at this, at this point in our business careers. So we just, I treat people like I want to be treated. No nickel and dime cost. Here's what it is. I'm going to hurt when you hurt. 
We're gonna we're gonna get a better paycheck when you get a better bigger paycheck, and that's the fairest way for the client, and it's the most common sense way to run the firm. Right, and also I'm not gonna put it in something and forget about it. I'm going to be watching it, and I might shift here if I see the market shifting. That's active money managing, is what I'm trying to say. Now, if exactly. You want to, yes. Now, if you want, if uh, you want to talk to John Arnold or see what his ideas are for your uh, money, maybe you say I, I want to get out of the bank, or I don't know what to do, or maybe I want to go from you know I'm at a place where I'm paying commissions or nobody's paying attention to me. If you want to sit down and talk with John Arnold, you can. His office is in Canfield. It's right there, not far from the corner of Lockwood and 224. If you know where the poorhouse is back there, Star Center, uh, then you'll know where John Arnold's office is back uh, back there. It is uh, there's a there's a poorhouse uh, bar. There's uh, the Bruno Brothers Pizza, and as you go for further back there's all these office buildings and that's where you'll find jay arnold wealth management right back there and john tell folks how they can get a hold of you uh to to either maybe get some ideas from you or set up an appointment yeah you can give us a call at 330-965-9890 again 330-965-9890 uh you can go to jayarnoldwealth.com jarnawalt.com and uh, look check out our website and then obviously give me an email at, at john.arnold at jawalt.net and uh, obviously look forward to hearing from you and we'll set up a free consultation see if we're fit Absolutely. Or see, you know, and there's been times when you say, hey, who's ever managing your money is doing a good job. I mean, you know, you give people a realistic approach to this kind of stuff. You look for good work or bad work or how you would improve it, correct? hundred percent. I'm going to say two out of 20 appointments, I tell the client, listen, if you're happy with the investments, this is a good portfolio. If you don't like the personality, then choose us. But, you know, you're, you're basically invested pro- appropriately, and I'm not one to throw a, an advisor under the bus. We don't need to do that. You're 100% right. correct to give an unbiased approach, uh, consultation. And this is where you're at. This is where you could be. This is why I think it's good. This is why I think it's bad. When somebody walks out of the office, they get an objective analysis, and uh, they've been treated fair. Right, and and John takes it pretty serious, folks, in the following sense. Believe me when I tell you, he worries about your retirement as much as you worry about your retirement, making sure that he can do everything to grow your retirements and protect your retirement. That's what John Arnold does, located in Canfield. Phone number one more time, John. 330-965-9890. All consultations are free. Hey, thank you, John. Appreciate you coming thank on you. with us. Thank you. Nice show. Thank you. All right. So there you go. John Arnold, uh, Truth Investing Show from News Radio 570 WKBN. We appreciate him being with us. We'll pause here for the news coming up at 7 o'clock and uh, Sean Hannity to follow that. We thank the good folks here at Stadium GM in the heart of Salem, where we broadcast from tonight. Nobody's going to treat you better than Stadium GM. Nobody has a better selection. You Plenty of 2017s. You can really take advantage of the savings on those. Come on down and see them. If you can make it tonight visit the website stadiumgm.com stadiumgm.com ron verb news radio 570 wkbn morris race ups for me tomorrow afternoon starting at three gonna be a beautiful day